What's up, everyone? We're here for an emergency podcast, an emergency edition of Locked On Bucks, because uh, the news we've all been waiting for, really, since just after opening night, when Brook Lopez first went out of the lineup with back soreness, as it was originally described, then it became back surgery that he went in for there. We know that he's been getting closer, but he is back. He is going to be playing today, and we're looking forward to seeing Brook Lopez back out on the floor. Also, some good news with uh, George Hill, some not-so-good news with DeAndre Bembry, and over the weekend, the Bucks went down to the Golden State Warriors. So there's plenty of talk about. Let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. Uh, you can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday, uh, either wherever you get your audio podcasts or, of course, on YouTube. And riding solo today, a rare occurrence riding solo. I was a little bit tied up with some work stuff earlier in the day, and now it's late here in Australia, but I'm getting this podcast up because I had to simply talk about the news that we're going to get to. Brooke Lopez is back for the Bucks. We weren't sure that it was going to happen this quickly. Uh, in typical fashion, there wasn't a lot of news around when Brooke was going to get back, but we are excited to see him on the floor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online where the game starts. And uh, I should uh, thank everyone for making Lockdown Bucks their first listen of every day. I appreciate it. You guys, girls, Reach out to me on Twitter and you say that uh, you do enjoy listening to Locked On Bucks every day, first thing in the morning, at night, wherever you are in the world. But we really appreciate that. And uh, look, I, I mentioned, and we'll hit this right off the top, Bucks and Warriors. We're going to get to Brook Lopez, but Bucks and Warriors over the weekend. Milwaukee went down in a game that really wasn't that close. Uh, the Bucks were really the victim of a Clay Thompson explosion. Now, uh, I was also the victim of uh, some some angry Bucks Twitter because I said, you know, I, I would be happy to see Clay Thompson have a big game. Now, of course, you know, I, I like Clay Thompson. I think everyone likes, most people like Clay Thompson. He's been struggling. He's coming back from this knee injury. People that have listened to this show for a long time, they've heard. I've had lots of knee issues. I've had Tom ACL three times. So I always want to see someone like this have success. Look, I understand Bucks fans probably preferring that I, I didn't say that I would like to see that in a game against the Bucks. I still wanted Milwaukee to win the game. Unfortunately, they couldn't though, and they went down 122 to 109. Clay did have 38 points in this one. He was 15 for 24 from the field, 8 for 14 uh, from three. And as far as the Bucks went, uh, Giannis got his 31 points. So again, just above that average, we said that he needs to uh, average around 32 points it is. Uh, I think for the rest of the season to get 30, uh, that scoring title race is certainly heating up. Kevin Durant had a 50-point game earlier today. LeBron James, the Lakers aren't doing much of anything, but he's clearly trying to win uh, the scoring title here. So uh, for the Bucks in this one, not uh, a real whole lot to ride home about. Serge Barker scored uh, early in this one, but we should mention DeAndre Bembry, uh, torn 
ACL and MCL. So uh, among all the really good news for the Bucks today, uh, this was uh, certainly bad news. And and I did tweet this out at the time. I said, DeAndre Bembry is a guy that is really, really easy to support. And people that have been listening to this podcast, you've heard me say, I'm not sure whether Bembry was going to be a guy that was going to play in the playoffs. And I, you know, I, I don't think he was. I don't think he was a guy that was going to be in the rotation. But again, you, you always felt at least okay when he was out on the floor because defensively, he gives it absolutely everything. He's scrapping on every possession and can certainly be helpful in that way. He's not a bad player. The Bucks are just super deep if they're healthy, if they get Pat Connaughton back and all these guys in the rotation. So this sucks for him. Uh, we'll see what this means uh, with him moving forward uh, after this season. Obviously, you know, he will be a free agent. So we'll see what happens with DeAndre Bembry. But all the best, uh, obviously, uh, to him. Uh, Javon Carter knocked down a couple of threes in this game. And I think Javon Carter is going to be a guy that we're going to discuss uh, when we move forward and move into the George Hill uh, commentary here. But when you think about the Bucks and you think about the dominance that they've been able to pl- have over sides playing big, uh, this really stood out in this game. Uh, total rebounds, 55 to 39. So the Bucks minus 16 in rebounds. And it was actually a lot worse than that earlier in the game. So uh, just a weird off night for the Bucks. We know that they'd won six games in a row. Uh, and this is always a potential happening. And let's be honest, the Warriors have been struggling. But this version of Golden State with Clay Thompson playing like this, still no Draymond Green, this is a team that people think they can make a run to the NBA Finals. So the Bucs, if they see the Warriors again this season, it won't be until the NBA Finals. So we don't have to worry about that defensive questions on Clay Thompson. They continually lost him. There was st- stuff in the postgame about how they guarded him. They probably weren't all that happy about it. So uh, for now, we can put the Warriors to the side. We don't need to worry uh, about them for too long here. But we're going to get to Brooke Lopez because this is the big news of the day. And uh, I have been uh, building up the tension towards this discussion. But if you want to talk about things that are built, talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's ever been uh, made we know that all built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that's right. 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. You replace your candy bars with these because they're simply better. A typical typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, uh, but uh, it's a lot better with built Bar. You can find all the information there, but they are high-protein, low-calories. You can find all this stuff out. High-fiber, low-carbs at built.com. So make sure you check that out, whether it's mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, the white chocolate cookies and cream. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, make sure you check out the Locked On Now podcast as well. So as we roll through every NBA night, uh, you'll get short little recaps from people like myself, the hosts across the network. Uh, so after you listen to Locked On Bucks, Check out the Locked On Now podcast and uh, get caught up with everything that happened in the NBA the night before. So Brooke Lopez is back. This is great news. And I think, quite honestly, if you look at the way the Bucs have been judged through the season, now clearly we've discussed it on this podcast. There's no doubt about that. But I think probably in the in the broader spectrum, the, the absence of Brooke Lopez has been overlooked uh, in the general media, people have kind of just said, well, you know, Brooke Lopez is out, whatever, whatever. But because he's not considered a top three player on this team, people think that ah, it's not a big loss. But 
But I think when you look at the defensive numbers uh, for this team this year, and this is the first time the Bucks under Mike Budenholzer have been out of the top 10 defensively. Now, uh, they are uh, currently 13th, the 110 defensive rating on the season. Now, we should say uh, it's only a, a point and a half per 100 possessions, and you're in the top seven. The Clippers there at 108.6. So the margin is fine, but nonetheless, this has been a Bucks team that has had to figure it out. And they've gone more on the offensive end. And we've seen the offense really blossom. Now, this has always been a team that can score, but they're third in offense right now. And this has flipped the script a little bit uh, of where they've been in previous years where, again, we've discussed it. The Bucs won the title on their defense. Yes, Giannis was incredible with 50 games in game six. Yes, his free throw shooting, all that stuff mattered. Chris Middleton's endless big shots and 40 points, all that kind of stuff was huge. But you think to some of the games that this team won on a defensive end to to overcome the fact that they couldn't hit a three at all. That's why Brook Lopez is going to be important. And of course, you will still play Giannis at the five. In some matchups, you'll play Giannis at the five down the stretch, but having Brook Lopez there as your base defense, a huge body, it's just going to be massive for this team. Now, we don't know what Brook Lopez is going to look like when he comes back. He is an older guy. He has had back surgery. We've discussed a lot about Serge Barker and what he can do. And I think Barker's been fine. He's been fine, but he's not you know, anywhere near what we've seen from Brook Lopez in previous years. So this will be the big question for the Bucs. So right now, uh, as it currently stands, if we look at the standings, Milwaukee uh, still, well, they're in third right now, actually, because Philadelphia uh, really struggled, but did handle the Orlando Magic today. So the Bucs are third uh right now in a in a virtual tie but they've played a couple ball games here so they're 42 and 26 which leaves uh 14 games here for the rest of the season now we do know there are a couple of back-to-backs on the road here um down the stretch i should say a couple of back-to-backs now i wouldn't imagine that brooke lopez would be playing those back-to-backs but again we haven't had a lot of info in terms of how he's responding to the contact stuff and until he plays an nba nba game you won't really know uh how he's looking here but I think the biggest question for the Bucs, and I brought this up with Camille uh, last week on the podcast, and I, I think it is important. The big question for me with Brook Lopez, obviously, what is his impact going to be? But can you get him to a point? Can you get him to a level where he can start? No, I, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously guessing, but I'm, I'm suspecting he's going to come off the bench here for the next uh, week or so. And again, if you look at the playoff matchups moving forward, the one matchup that you're really looking for is Joel Embiid. Now, it's March 13 right now as I'm recording this. I think that's right. So if you look at when the potential conference finals could start with Philadelphia, it's about two months from now. So in two months, keeping in mind that Brook will probably still be ramping up when the Bucks are playing playoff intensity basketball. Can Brook Lopez get to a level where he can start in a series against Joel Embiid? I think that that, and look, the Bucs have to do a lot to get there. They might have to go through the nets. They, they might have to deal with a Toronto team that's given them problems uh, for years. So this matchup with Joel Embiid is a long way away, but that is the one matchup when you project ahead, the first matchup and the most important matchup in the East where you say, gee, the Bucs really need Brook Lopez and they need Brook Lopez uh, at his best. Of course, then with the West, if you have a a matchup with Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton, of course, you would love to have Brook Lopez in there as well. So Bobby Portis has been great. He's been unbelievable. His scoring has been so invaluable to this team. And again, to make up 
for perhaps some of the defensive struggles that this team has had across the way. I think that, you know, getting Bobby Portis back to his preferred role also helps tighten up the rotation. It brings some of that scoring boost that we've seen. And I guess the only question I would have, now that Brooke Lopez is back, Serge Barker's been playing most nights around that 15 to 16 minute mark. So what happens with Serge? Is he staying in the rotation? Does he drop out of the rotation? Uh, can they mix and match and still fit him in there? Will they play Serge uh, and Bobby Portis lineups potentially off the bench? Then you still feel that you have some defense, the scoring punch is going to be there. I think it's going to be interesting to see because as we've said, uh, I know I've, I had a number of YouTube commenters reach out and say, well, Barker's the, the, the PJ Tucker. And it's like, well, okay. But the beauty about PJ Tucker is that he could guard one to four. One to five, you could say with PJ Tucker, he had that versatility that he can mix and match. If you play Serge Barker in a lineup with Bobby Porter, so you play him in a lineup with, you know, even Giannis or, or Brooke Lopez, then you're going super, super big, which doesn't always uh, work out, particularly when guys are putting them in screen action on the perimeter, switching little guys uh, onto them uh, on the outside. So questions with Serge Barker, questions with Brooke Lopez, but first and foremost, uh, we are just pumped, pumped that he's back. Opening night, I don't know about you guys, but opening night feels like it was a long, long, long time ago. And the Bucks blew out the Nets. And it was my favorite night of the season this this year. There's no doubt about that. Seeing everyone get their rings. But it was a long, long time ago. And I am ready to have Brooke Lopez back out there. And someone tweeted the highlights of Brooke from uh, game five. It would have been game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. Giannis is obviously out. Again, long-time listener to the podcast. You want to hear a sad podcast? Listen to me and Frank talking about uh, game four where the Bucks get blown out. Giannis goes down. We think he's not returning. Listen to that. That's a sad podcast and kind of crazy now that you know how everything played out. Uh, but Brooke Lopez came in out of the game and had 30-plus points in game five. And every if you watch the highlights, every time the Hawks looked like they were coming back, it was a Brooke Lopez dunk. It was a Brooke Lopez hook shot. Uh, he was immense. And I think that we've all sat here over the years and said that it is such a luxury for this Bucks team that this guy that is so talented offensively, a legitimate 20-point-plus guy for, for years. For years, he was a guy that would just get you 20. 20. Uh, needed him to do that because they have the other guys talented uh, the other talented guys on the offensive. And I am going to control things on that end. So... Brooke Lopez, we are pumped to have him back. And we're also pumped about And uh, this college basketball stuff is starting to get pretty crazy. I see Wisconsin is going to be playing at Fireserve Forum. I think Marquette has got North Carolina. So, look, I'll, I'll plug in at this time of year with college sports. I don't watch college basketball during the year. There's no way I can bring myself to do that. But tournament time, I'll plug in. But go to betonline.net for the latest odds, contests, and player props. Betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Betonline remains the best spot for the scores, podcasts, and news this season. And, of course, it's not just basketball. Hockey, baseball's back. NFL futures. Tom Brady's back playing. What a shocker that was. Anyway, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline, where the game starts. So as I usually do, I like to go a little bit shorter here when I'm when I'm writing writing uh, solo. I clearly am struggling uh, in this solo podcast to talk by the sounds of that. But George Hill uh, is also back, and this is the great news. So it was 
was, it was the classic shit sandwich. The great news is Brooke Lopez back. The bad news, DeAndre Bembry is out for the season. But the good news is that George Hill is back in the lineup. And George Hill, a, a really important player. And it's interesting. You guys, perhaps if you listen to the podcast, heard me talk about Chris Paul and why I think that Chris Paul's injury and the timing of the injury in a weird way could work out for the Phoenix Suns. Now, clearly the Phoenix Suns are still playing some pretty, pretty damn good basketball. So they are going to be able to manage without CP3 in the lineup. And he's been, and, and the Suns have such a big lead at the top. They're going to be the number one seed. But anyway, my point was that as a veteran player who has had injuries in previous years, Chris Paul might benefit from this time off, particularly because it's a thumb. Now, George Hill, this has been a mysterious injury, this neck soreness, but he hasn't played since late January. So he's had over a month off. And going back to the start of the season, my concern with all the absences that the Bucs had, with all the guys in and out of the lineup, George Hill was one of the guys that was consistently playing. And and my concern was at his age, playing high 20 minutes per night, that he was going to burn out. Now, again, a neck injury sounds pretty serious, particularly when you're missing as much time as George Hill has. But I do wonder whether this has been a really good opportunity for him to freshen up a little bit and and possibly come back and and be better than ever. Now, we know, and we've outlined these numbers on the podcast throughout the season, but George Hill, in terms of plus minus, the Bucs are good when he's on the floor. The point differential is very good. I think he still um, is the best, you know, in terms of point differential in the Bucs. Obviously, Giannis is way up there. But he's a smart player and he's not a guy that's going to get you 20 points anymore. He was kind of still capable of doing that back in the 2019 playoff run where I think he was one of the more reliable players, even when the Bucks obviously lost that series to Toronto. Um, so he might not be that guy anymore. You would hope that, you know, the three point percentages can you know come back up and he can be that knockdown shooter from three. Uh, but overall, he generally doesn't make mistakes. He can still put the ball on the floor and get to the rack a little bit. We saw that at the start of the season. So, Point being, with only 14 games before the playoffs, I'm optimistic that George Hill has got a run in him for the postseason here for the next couple of months. He can get through and he can really help this team. Now, Javon Carter has been awesome. I've seen a number of people say, well, Javon has just taken George Hill's minutes. It's not as simple as that. And Javon Carter, I think, is going to play in the playoffs. I think undoubtedly he is a, a big upgrade from what they had last year with Jeff Teague. There's no question about that. He's a guy that I think you put out there and, you know, in the playoffs, uh, you know, he probably isn't going to be playing big minutes. You probably don't want him playing big minutes, but if he can continue to knock down that corner three and just be an absolute pest on defense. And yeah, look, sometimes give up some fouls because he can be physical. He can get up into guys. He can make them work uh, with that full court defense. So Javon Carter has proven himself to be a really, really handy pickup so far, but I'm still playing George Hill over George, uh, over Javon Carter at this time. Uh, he's bigger, he's longer, he allows uh, more versatility defensively. Now we'll see what George Hill has uh, left in him and and where his body's at when he returns in this game against Utah. But I do think that this uh, is a big addition for the Bucks as well, and one that has been under the radar uh, missing for Milwaukee here. So overall, again, the Bamboo news was bad. But overall, this is a good day if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan because you're waking up today, you're going to see the Utah Jazz and the Milwaukee Bucks, 8 p.m. And Brooke Lopez is going to be on the floor at some point here and everyone's going to be excited about that. Uh, the Bucks uh, winning in Utah. Uh, what's the record? The Bucks haven't won in Utah in my lifetime or something ridiculous like that. I don't know. They haven't had much success in Utah. There's no doubt about that. And we'll see 
uh, how they go here. The one thing I will say is that Giannis does play well against Utah and he does let going directly at Rudy Gobert's throat. So I am looking forward to seeing that. There's no doubt about that. Uh, also, make sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Uh, that's the national show on the network here. So you can catch up uh, with everything that's going on around the league. I'm on there from time to time. So if you're not sick of listening to me talk about the Bucks, then check out Locked On NBA podcast. So uh, once again, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, you, you, you tweet things out and, and you have to take responsibility. Now, I don't know how serious these responses were, but a number of Bucks fans said that it was my fault that Clay Thompson went off the other night. It was my fault that the Bucks lost the game. And I would question the influence that I can have over Twitter sitting on my couch in Melbourne. But a heartfelt apology to Bucks Nation, to Bucks Twitter, for tweeting that out there and bringing the bad vibes and allowing Clay Thompson to get off the chain. It's time for the Bucks to bounce back. I don't want to see any more guys blow up against the Bucks anymore. It was a regular season game. If it was the playoffs, I would never say that. I've been doing this podcast for long enough that you guys know how I like to operate. I don't take things too seriously. I had one person tweet and he was like, can you believe this guy hosts the Bucks podcast? Well, by the way, first of all, this has worked for me as well. So that's, that's you know, there's no, no Homer stuff here. I love basketball. I love seeing guys stay healthy and play well. Most importantly, I love seeing the Bucks win, and hopefully they can do that against the Utah Jazz tonight. Like I said, 8 p.m. Central Time, wherever else you're in the world. I don't know. I can't help you. But Brook Lopez is back. George Hill is back. Milwaukee looking to get back into the second seed. They're 42 and 26 on the season. There is 14 games left in the regular season, so not long to go. I'm starting to get a little bit excited because there is nothing better than playoff basketball. We've had a little bit of a taste of some of the big games that the Bucs have been playing in recently. I can't wait. Uh, for this stretch run to the postseason. We'll be back after the game. Frank will be with me. We'll break down Bucks and Jazz. As always, get in the YouTube comments, get in the Twitter comments, tweet at me, at Kane Pittman. Let me know what you think about this show today. Let me know what you think about the rotation with Brooke Lopez. And what about potential battle for rotation minutes between Javon Carter and George Hill? Uh, Let me know. Let me know what you think about this solo podcast to get your week started. I hope everyone had a great weekend. We'll catch you guys after the game.